Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are here on Father's Day weekend on a Friday. Let's talk some sports. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, your emails to Today at gmail.com. The website's rayandtaytoday.com. We're interactive. We're very social. Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Instagram, you know, we got it for you. We got you covered, you know. Ray and Tay are technical, <laughs> so um, which some dads aren't out there. So, you know, we, we got to do it for the dads. We're doing it for the dads today. And uh, we'll bounce around and get mainly into the meat of the NBA Finals and, of course, the U.S. Open. Ray, let's start off with some random off-the-field news. NFL the Super Bowl losing coach gets a new contract. Not Von Miller getting one yet, but the coach, three years, $19 million. What do you think? Rivera is definitely uh, one of the better coaches in the league now. Wouldn't you say it's a good deal? Yeah, it's a great deal. You could argue he should get even more. Uh, but he took a team that was kind of down and out, and he took them to the playoffs at 7-9 and nine two years ago. But he said, you know what, we don't have anything to be ashamed of. We're going to the playoffs, and, and we earned it. I mean, the fact that they won their division. And then this year, 15-1, and one, they were just fantastic. Denver was a little too good for them, a little too fast for them in the, in the Super Bowl. But this was an unbelievable team. Remember, they lost Calvin Benjamin, and we looked at their roster, and we said, how are they going to score? We didn't really love their – position players or skill position players and yet they had a fantastic all. season. So for a defensive guy, he led a team that oh, kudos, was great yeah. defensively and that was pretty awesome offensively too. They were a balanced team. So yeah, he deserves everything he got. Yes, I'm definitely happy for him and you said it well. I mean, that whole organization has been doing more more with less and you don't know if it's a Gettleman issue or, or the owner, but I think, uh, you know, he could probably get uh, 19.5. He could probably get 20, 21, whatever. You're right. But um, good thing that he's still there. The Von Miller thing is still up up in the air. Quick note from the NBA, you know, as we bounce around and stuff with some news before we get to the finals. The salary cap is set, Ray. $94 million. Brothers are going to get paid this summer. Wow. You like that? Fifteen guys, ninety-four million. You know what's crazy is it was just three, four years ago that basketball was on strike and there was no money, and the cap was like forty-seven million dollars. And what growth. I don't know what they did, but obviously the players and the coaches, the owners, everybody worked together, and the marketing gurus put their minds to it. But they basically doubled the salary cap in four or five years. But so, give the players you know, credit, Ray, because these are good guys, right? If you think about it, the last 
five to ten years in terms of on or off the field, the NBA, like, front players and Paul, LeBron, now Duran, you know, Melo, now you bring in the Currys, they're all good guys on and off the court. Like, I mean, the biggest guy, LeBron, there's no issues. You know what I mean? There's no trouble with the police. The NFL is so, you know, on the other side of the spectrum. The NBA, they look almost like choir boys compared to the NFL now. And I think that's a big part of it. And the game is so tangible. There's no helmets. You see them courtside. You see them great on television. Um, you could even say there's less – I don't want to say less tattoos. There might be a smidget less tattoos. That shouldn't be a big issue. But overall, the guys are really good guys. And there's been a more international growth of players in the league and the marketing worldwide all coming from, you know, the first Dream Team in 92. And boom, the NBA's exploded. So next year will probably be a little bit over 100. That's fascinating to me. This is summer is going to be amazing. And quick with the rumors, what do you think? Because you know how we as Knicks fans have suffered getting Kiki Vandeweghe, uh, you know, yeah. Rolando Blackman, Derek Harper. Too late. Stars too late. Please tell me. I know you do not want the Knicks to get Derek Rose to be our point guard. It's too late, right? Not if you can give up anything more than a second-round pick. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't even give up a first-round pick anywhere in the first round for Derrick Rose. I can't deal. I can't deal with over-the-hill guys. You said it perfectly. I mean, Derek Harper, we needed because you know that run to the championship. But at, with the exception of Allen Houston, who we got right in his prime, you're talking about everybody you mentioned: Kiki Vandway, Xavier McDaniel, uh, even Doc Rivers. Like, these guys yeah, were over later. the hill. These guys were, you know, ex-superstars who, who passed their prime. Rolando Blackman. No, 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 no. I don't want it either. I'm no. sorry. Because to me, if I know that Conley's out there, Jeff Teague potentially, even Rondo, who is getting close to being past his prime, but I still, in terms of a pure point, take him over Rose because he's just, you know, he's like a general out there. You know what and I mean? Rose, and forget about prime or pasture. Give you more than 60 games a season. He's one of yeah, these guys I, that just you can't pencil him in for 70, 70, 75 games. He's not, ugh, please don't trade for him. <laughs> and he's a good guy. I like him. I think I wish him well. But Knicks are in rebuild mode. Knicks need to, Knicks need to start fresh. Knicks need a 23-year-old point guard, not a an ex-MVP who can't stay healthy. 100% agree. So more off the field, Europa, um, some great games. You know, they're advancing. But what's going on with the fire streamers on the field and, and, and issues in the stadium and some of the fans fighting? What's been going on? Oh, man, I don't even want to talk about that. It started off on the wrong foot with Russia and England going at it in Marseille. I know. And it just, it's like it's the Did you hear what they said about the Russian fans, that they might get the team kicked out if the fans cause any more trouble? That's just crazy. But uh, <laughs> Italy beat Sweden. Czech and Croatia tied 2-2. Spain was one of the favorites, beat Turkey 3-0. So, you know, let's talk about what's happening on the pitch because it's, exactly. it's some good stuff. And, and when, they get out of the, when they get out of the qualifying into the quarterfinals, then it's going to be some really elite, elite soccer. I mean, it's, this is some good stuff. 
And we'll no, talk, talk I, a lot I, more about it next week. Yes, no, no, I agree with you, and I think it, it is going to intensify. And as you get sort of some of the, you know, other teams that, not I won't say less talented, but not, you know, that aren't in t- intention to, you know, potentially win it, it's going to definitely heat up, just like the um, the World Cup did, you know, last year or last summer. So looking forward to that in the Olympics, you know, that's heating up. You, you heard the Russian track and field team is banned because they did not feel they did enough for all their different players that tested for PED use. So Russia, and, you know, and I wonder if that will affect them sending other now, you know they're highly competitive, so I'm sure they'll send everybody else, but track and field, sorry. So uh, that that's fascinating to me. And then I think it's fascinating, I don't know if you heard or read this about Paul Gasol, that he might freeze his his farm because he might go play for Spain and possibly him and his brother, if his brother's healthy enough and he still wants to have kids, and he's like, I'm going to freeze my stuff. Is that something you think – other professional athletes might do and still go perform? I mean, I That's can't believe they have brilliant, to. I mean, I, I can't believe they have to, right? But but it's a done yeah. deal, right? You, you you can't two months before move the Olympic venue, right? It's not a, no, no, of it's not a tournament. Not. It's not a basketball tournament, you know? They, they, yeah. they got so it's much just unfortunate we dollars. are. It is unfortunate, but, but you know what? That's not a bad idea because they say that for the men, that it can stay in your body for four to six months. So if you want to go to, because this is only going to come around for four, you know, in four years. And frankly, if you're in your prime now, depending on what sport you're in, in four years, you might be, you might oh, not even qualify. Oh, this is last chance. This is Kyle it for him sure, and his but brother. I'm yeah. anybody, anybody, let's say in your mid to late twenties, you know, in right, terms right, of Olympic totally. sports, you're in your prime. So you're not going to, you're not going to be a medal finalist in your thirties more than likely you know, in, in just about any sport. So at least that's right. a solution, you know, medical solution. Maybe the, you know what they should do? The Olympic organizing committee and each nation's Olympic team should offer that to their athletes should say, look for free. We will, for anybody interested, we will, you know, freeze your sperm or, or do whatever. I, I think that's a great answer to getting athletes off the fence. No, I agree with you. It's kind of brilliant. And remember, Powell was studying medicine before he decided to, you know, go all in with the yeah, NBA. His parents so, are doctors, right? Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, right up his alley. But I think it's a fantastic idea. And speaking of fantastic, I mean, everybody, every network has been talking about it. You know, I haven't seen it all. I'm going to watch, you know, watch it from the beginning. Made OJ made in America. And, I know you've only seen probably some clips or whatever, but I got to tell you, this thing is fascinating because as you're getting sort of the whole OJ story, which a lot of things people didn't know, especially in terms of just the beginning of USC and San Francisco and, you know, his upbringing. But at the same time, they're also giving you a history of kind of like race relations in America, but specifically more Los Angeles and um, it's just fascinating. It's really fascinating. Even I didn't know Mark Furman, early on in his career, he tried to sue the LAPD because he said that Mexicans, working with Mexicans and blacks was polluting his mind. Like, that's crazy. Like, I just can't even fathom 
that he, he was like, I want to oh, be, boy. you know, switched to another area. Yeah, that's like, that's heavy to me. That's like heavy. And I forgot, I guess, that uh, Marcus Allen, uh, I guess, you know, dated Nicole Brown after OJ. They say the new, <laughs> bigger and better version or younger version. I'm like, wow. You know, but it's it's also interesting when we just say goodbye to Muhammad Ali, to Ray, and, you know, all that he did and sacrificed him and Kareem and Russell and Jim Brown and that whole summit. But then you have OJ who was just like, uh, nah, I'm OJ. I, I don't want to be black. I mean, it's um, it's just fascinating to me. I, I, I'm shocked by some of it, but it's truly uh, fascinating to see. You know, and you know it's funny. You, rem- you, you remember now what you forgot. Right there's so much richness oh, and yeah. detail in that story that I didn't think they could get ten hours out of it, but apparently they did. And I did see some of it. I probably saw an hour or two of yeah. it already. Um, but there's so much to that story. It's not just oh, an ex football player who you know uh, was accused of committing a crime and, and and had this chase on the you know on the freeway. I mean, it's, it, there's a lot. It, it talks a lot about American society about O.J. rising up from the project in San Francisco and, and becoming this guy who, like you said, you know, said he wasn't black because he was all about basically making money and, and, and being, a, being a star, and he wanted to shed himself of, of color. But, you know, a lot, a lot it going on. It changed the case, though, changed television, right? I mean, if you think about it, it changed television. Like, it was the first... Now, MTV had the real world, but it was the first real, like, real, real reality show and changed how we spoke about television, how the country, almost its sickness, turned every tragedy into a 24-hour breaking news story on CNN and this headline news and this and that, and cameras in courtrooms and, and people writing books and getting deals after either their guilt or innocence or lawyers or trials or jurors. I mean, it changed the game forever. And I think it's hard for young people to fathom because if they weren't around, they, you know, and, and who could you even say today is a retired athlete that was sort of so big and that is now kind of, you know, like a broadcaster and a movie star. I don't, there's nobody. You know what I mean? Like OJ's that unique. There's nobody that was that big the way that he was, like a Hall of Fame running back Heisman, and then broadcaster and, you know, Naked Gun and, you know, movies here and there. I, I just couldn't even think of anybody that's, you know, you can't say, oh, Jerry Rice, you know, he's retired. Deion Sanders, you know, like there's just nobody's on that level. And it's, it's hard to fathom, you know, with his celebrity and just the whole thing. So no, it's just interesting. Right. but. But there's nothing more interesting. Take out that game right, the game six. Ray and, and some of our callers have been chiming in with the Warriors. Oh, Warriors this, Warriors that. But, Ray, game six, the Cleveland Cavaliers got it done. And LeBron James is leading in point the series in six games in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and block shots, both teams. And that is absurd. He's only tied for I'm, first in rebounds, but that's amazing. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, <laughs> he played two. You're never going to play a perfect game, but he played two basically perfect games. And LeBron James needs to be the series MVP, no matter what happens on Sunday. And if they lose, like Jerry West back in the days, I think you're right, right? Yeah. If they lose, 
He was the most. He's been the most outstanding player by far. I mean, oh yeah. If, if Golden State wins and Steph Curry has thirty-five points, he still he wouldn't would, deserve it. He still wouldn't deserve it, right? His team would have won, and he would have played three good games. LeBron has played seven. Maybe you know the game we kill him on. Think about this: the game we kill LeBron on. He didn't deliver. He was he was too passive. He was we're nitpicking. He had twenty five yeah. points, thirteen rebounds, nine assists, three blocks, <laughs> and two steals. And that was his. Worst and that was his bad game. game. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This guy is unbelievable. He's the MVP. Uh, He's the best player in the league. Steph Curry won his two MVPs. But on but Earth. you know I, I think we got, think got we a call. call. Let's, let's yeah let's yeah let's see if they wanna. In. Chime in. Carla, you on Ray and Tay? Hello, Kevin Jenkins. Hey, Kevin, Kevin what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? How you doing? Good, good. Thanks I'm, for calling I'm, the show. Where are you calling from? Yeah, I'm calling from White Plains right now, but, you know, I live in New Rochelle right now. There you go. But I'm Tell calling us, from White Plains, about, New York. What did you think about Game 6, Kevin? And game the series in general. Two. Yo, the non-pretty boys dominated, man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> they dominated. <laughs> I mean, um, LeBron dominated. Kyrie looked good. They just bringing it to him, man, rebounding. Everything. They just look fantastic. But it's like so I the, said, it comes it comes down to game seven, though. Exactly. Who you, who you two great games in five and six. So if you're Cleveland – what do you have to do in game seven? I mean, you got to figure Golden State's at home, and everybody's, you know, everybody's going to be playing better at home. All the, all the bench players play better at home. So what does Cleveland have True. to do to win this series? Well, I don't think they should start. For one thing, I, think they, I don't think they should start love. I think I agree. he should come off the – remember the game he came off the bench? They were very successful in that game. I think they started um, – did Jefferson start that game? Yes, he did, yeah. Yeah, I think they got to go with that same lineup and just, um, uh, you know, be aggressive, um, you know, lock down defense. Similar to, if you could go take it back to, like, when um, Detroit Pistons had played the Lakers when they destroyed Kobe and Shaq when they had Larry Brown. Yeah, like they just, just 4-1. Yeah, right. They won it 4-1. But what they did, they just put on so much aggressiveness and rebounding and defense. Like I saw from LeBron last game when he just, like, it was a great play. Like, remember that, that pass that was thrown across the court? I'm like, oh, Golden State's coming back. LeBron was all over Curry, was, had his hand on his back, and timed the block perfectly. I mean, it was yeah. a, one of the best plays I've ever seen on defense. He literally, like, just sh- shut them down, like, not in my house. Was it hard hard to did that? It was just unbelievable. Huh? It was great basketball. No, no, I know. But I was going to say, it's hard to imagine. I think LeBron is almost underrated as a defender, not just a help defender, but even, you know, he he's good on his guy too. And when he wants to lock down uh, really one through four, he can stick a right. point or two or three or four. Cause he's, right, uh, right. It's impressive. Yeah, right now he's playing like Ben Johnson on defense and LeBron on offense. <laughs> and that's scary. I'm taking it back to Ben Johnson for the Detroit Pistons. Like he was just oh, he ben wasn't Wallace. like an all star. Ben Wallace. Oh, I mean Wallace, Wallace not yeah, Ben yeah. Johnson. My bad, my bad. I meant Ben Wallace, the Wallace brothers, right. Ben Wallace, right. Yeah, Ben Wallace on defense, because Ben Wallace was a guy that he brought he made the whole team better. He wasn't the all star on the team, but he was a monster on the boards in defense. 
and people were scared of him. And like LeBron is 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 a presence on the on the floor now. And he wasn't a presence on the skin. floor. What was that? And he got the Shaq skin. Nobody thought that one on one anybody could guard Shaq, and Ben Wallace guarded him one on one. He did and that. Was Larry and, Brown, you know, but as you, a coach. Exactly, exactly. I'm really liking what's going on. I mean, they're just discipline. You know what I noticed too? Like the first two games, they just gave Golden State too much respect as champions. Just too much respect. And now they're they're just you mean like, the, you know, the, the Cavs did, or the Cavs and the referees. Did? I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, well, I mean, like, um, I would just say the Cavs mostly, just as okay. a team. Yeah. Remember when, like, like right. remember that? I remember when that, like, I think it was the second game when, um. I think somebody was coming down. I don't know if it was Clay or I'm not sure it was. And like Jr. is like, like not even like playing defense. Like I'm like, and LeBron looked at him like, oh my god, what's wrong? He just turned his head like, oh, I can't believe this. Like I'm just, he was so frustrated. But now I think they really, you know, it's just a series now. Like it's really, really. Serious. What I'm does concerned Steve about, Kerr do? Let me ask you this: What does Steve up? Kerr do if Iguodala? is not really healthy oh, enough man. to help offensively or defensively, and Barnes doesn't come out of his slumber. Do you see him playing Livingston maybe at the three to come with Clay and Steph? Do you see uh, more Brandon Rush, McAdoo, Barbosa? You know, they could put Barbosa in the starting lineup. You know, like for, a lot of people are calling for Harrison Barnes to be benched. What would you do if you were current? Right. Would you start to double-team LeBron? That's the big question. They're staying stubborn. Yeah. Should they now start to double-team them? Yeah, I think they have to because, I mean, without – I mean, you're missing, like – you know what it is? It's a, it's a whole bunch of different scenarios. You got um, the guy that's – the guy that – who's the guy that went down with the with – the, who's out, the center? What's his name? Andrew Bogut. Yeah, you got him. He's gone. You got Green who's playing, like – not himself. I mean, as bad as he is, like as bad as he is, like committing fouls and stuff like that, and and not playing clean, he's like not playing himself because he's playing like a little bit of afraid. So well, the good like, thing is, it's game seven, so you don't have to be afraid anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you, can, you can't be. He'll be at his best. I think yeah, yeah, you got to you, you got to bring it. But yeah, I think I think I mean, is it a serious back injury or like what's his situation with um Agudalo? They say his back. You know, those can always act up. So, uh, you know, you could wake up one day feeling good, and then you could bend down and t- you know, touch your toes and be, you know, be out of commission yeah. for a couple of days. So it's so unpredictable. It's probably muscles, you know, muscles in the back. And he's, he, you know, it could, you know how basketball is, one little tweak, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, you know, and I, I think it's going to be a factor for him. I don't expect yeah. it. But and you I, know what, too? Yeah. You know what a lot of people are talking about? I mean, Honestly, Cleveland had a pretty much – they didn't have as much of a physical role to the finals. But Golden State, oh, man. I mean, that, that series with uh, OKC was tremendous. Yeah, Cause that's I, a good people point. Were bringing, people were bringing out a lot of points. They were saying two things are going to happen. Either they're going to be battle-tested and be ex- fantastic, or they're going to be battle – Battle. What's the word I'm looking for? Like Weird wounded. Yeah, yeah, wounded, tired, fatigued against Cleveland, and I'm starting to see the fatigue in Golden State a lot. Like they're really looking tired right now. Yeah, they're really looking kind of tired right now. But you know what? They got to bring it. Everything's gonna happen in Game Seven. But I'm loving the series. I love no, the fact great. that 
I love the fact that I love I love that when Steph Curry threw his mouthpiece. I mean, I love the whole. I love to see that like that anger in him. Like, let's see if he takes that anger to Game Seven and see if he shoots the lights out. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But LeBron is like not in my house. <laughs> oh my God, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You know, it's but I was listening to the radio. guys. You got a nice radio, so I was listening to it for like I think ten minutes. I'm like, when am I going to get on? I'm like. And then I finally, you finally called me on. Ah, no, no, thank you for yeah. calling. This is awesome. So, one thing, you know, I was looking and and I you know, I said, let me refresh my memory here. If we look back on this series, we're going to say it was pretty competitive. But if you look game by game, all of these games were were ten or more points. The first game was twenty three. The next game, oh, yeah, fifteen. Blowouts. Twenty, yeah, twenty three, thirty. And then it was nine. So nine, I guess nine is the no eleven. Sorry, eleven. Eleven, 15, yeah. Fourteen. Yeah, nothing so under 11 ten. Eleven points. Eleven points is the closest game. But it's perfectly so even. I, Did you hear that the scores equal up to six hundred and ten for Cleveland and six hundred and ten for the Warriors? That's amazing. That's oh, amazing. That is amazing. Can't get more even I, than that. I mean, the OKC series would um go say it felt like a better series because every game was really close. It's just this is, but you know what? A lot of times the finals is not like the last series, the Western Conference Finals. A lot of times the finals are like blowouts, and that's what I guess that's what it really is. But I mean, I guess the finals are just kind of like lopsided, you know, so Kevin, uh, a lot of times. What's up? Let's get you out on. We got to get you on on the on the record. What do you got? So game seven, Sunday <laughs> night, eight score? o'clock. What's your score? Wow, I got um. I got to go with Golden State, man. I got to go with the home crowd. It's going to be tough. I got defensive game. I got like 90, I got like 98 to um 98 Golden State, 92 Cleveland. Wow, that'll be the lowest wow. scoring game of the series so far. Cuz I think it's going to be game, I think it's going to be very very physical. I think it's going to be like lockdown defense. Yeah. A lot, just very, very physical. Like remember remember that game with OKC and um Golden State that real low scoring game? Remember that game? Yeah. One of those yeah. games was really low scoring. I don't remember if it, I don't remember which game it was, but it was really low scoring. But that was the most intense game. I mean, it was like very intense. So I got so, ninety. Yeah. What's up? Okay. So let me ask you this: You got the Warriors. Who who's gonna help Steph and Clay? Who's the the third guy? Will Will it be Green? Will Barnes step up? Will Livingston come back to the party? Who who's the the guy that's yeah, gonna be the, I think uh, I think Livingston help. and um I'm 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 actually choosing um Livingston and Barbosa I think are gonna have big games for some reason mm-hmm. yeah I think and especially Livingston they gotta they gotta get him going I mean he can shoot over anybody mid mid range is fantastic they gotta they gotta get him going they have to I mean you can take right, two 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 of Cavs players make a Livingston in size but Livingston has to find a way to get open. He's the key to Game Seven. He's got to score at least like twenty twenty five to win. Whoa. That's why I'm giving it a low scoring game because Livingston doesn't make threes. Livingston makes twos. That's why I'm giving like a lower score. Smash Brothers will okay. get like, I say, twenty five each, but the the, the, the rest okay, of the players got to step up. Yeah. Would you still give LeBron MVP like we were talking about before? Yeah, yeah, even yeah, if they yeah, lose? definitely. Yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast. I mean, everything. I mean. Boards, assists, everything. He, I mean, he deserves you, MVP. You could argue he did the same thing last series, you know, or last year, and and they gave it to Iguodala. Yeah. 
but LeBron was by far the best player in the series right, at right. that time. But I think this one, I agree. I'm, this one I'm torn. Seven. I'm torn, man, because I really want to – I kind of want Cleveland to get the chip, too, for the Cleveland fans, mostly for the fans of Cleveland. Right. But then, right, yeah. But then, a long time. <laughs> right, but then on the, on the flip side, I kind of want – um, the Golden State to win because the record won't mean anything if they don't win the chips. So I'm torn. Ah, I'm torn, yeah, man. Okay. I'm really it, torn. It, it, You're kind of rooting for like history a, there. You're going with history yeah, in a way. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I'm torn. I'm torn. It, it would but, be guys, like a but guys, I got I, I, I to run, guys. But when can I call this show? When is this show on? So Mondays we're, and we're Fridays on, at yeah. 7.30 is when we go on. We'll be back on Monday. I'm, I'm definitely going to call in because I like the way my voice sounds even though I can't hear it. <laughs> well, listen, Kevin, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. And Monday, we'll be talking about yeah. the NBA draft, where it comes up Thursday night. So definitely call oh, in. Oh, yeah. I'll call in again. Yeah, yeah. Happy Father's Day to you, too, man. All right. All thanks, right. Kevin. Take Appreciate care, the call. Kevin. Good call. All right, then. Okay, man. All right, bye. Bye. There you go. All right. I like that. Well, Kevin's, uh, on the, uh, Kevin's on the record. Golden State, low-scoring game. What do you got? Yeah, 98-92. It's fascinating. You, you know, Ray, it is very fascinating. And I got to ask you this. Are we starting to see that Bogut is a little bit more important than people think? And mainly because he does yes. clog up the lane for LeBron. He can block he shots. Shot. And he's great with the picks. People, you know, the other guys don't pick as well. Green can, but Azili and Mo Spades and Varajal, and Varajal's the worst flopper ever. He needs to just, he shouldn't be allowed to play in the league. They've got to force his retirement. But, um, <laughs> but so what do you feel about Bogut and, and just how much he, you know, is missed? So I agree 100% with what you said, and I'll add to that that if Igudala goes down, Oof, then that's hard to overcome that. And even if it was at, you know, 60, 70% and he's guarding LeBron. So mm. it ha- two things happen. Number one, LeBron gets more confident and you don't need LeBron to be even more confident. And number two, he's a dud on offense when his back isn't right. And if he's a dud on offense and Harrison Barnes isn't shooting well and is like two for his last 30 and Ugh. the the person who replaces Bogut, if you want to go big, is a dud on offense. That's Festus yeah. Zili or Varejao. You are playing with three guys on offense. So so just like Golden State was able to do that to Oklahoma City, you know, when they're playing with Stephen Adams or, uh, uh, you know, Roberson is not as good offensively as some of the other guys. Right, Golden right. State, who was the premier offensive team, is now not as good – and not as good offensively. So, so Bogut and Iguodala, those two are big, big losses for Golden State. Another question, because I think this is fascinating, where I think they were plus 58 or plus 51 with their small lineup going into uh, last night's game. Uh, last night, they were with that small lineup, the Cavs killed them. They were, like, what, up, like, 15 with that lineup. So... Do you go with the small ball, or do you say, let me start Azili instead of starting green? How would you play that? Because having, especially with Iguodala, a little hurt, 
would you either throw in a Barbosa or Livingston and still have Green with the small ball? Could you bench Barnes, you know, and put in Barbosa or Livingston and then still play Azili? Or do you just go with a small lineup and go Green, Barnes, you know, Clay, Barbosa, and Curry, or Livingston, you know, Clay and Curry? How would what do you think Golden State's going to do? It comes down to it comes down to <clears throat> back and how many minutes you think you can get out of him. I think Leandro Barbosa is the key to this game because he's going to be at huge. Explosive guy. Breaking up a little bit. From, John Livingston isn't that explosive. He's shooting like 60% from the field, but he's not explosive. He doesn't shoot threes. Um, but Leandro Barbosa can come off the bench like he did last game or two games ago and had 18. So, yeah. to me, I would personally – Love to see uh, – I want to see Azili in the lineup because I would like to see Tristan Thompson get banged around a little bit. I feel like Tristan Thompson is has it a little it's too easy. He's having his way. Yeah, yeah it's a little too You're easy right. for him. You, you need to make it make him work a little bit because he's basically – Draymond Green is the biggest guy he's going up against. And then the other thing that Golden State has to figure out is on that small-on-small small pick and roll, they don't know how to defend that. Because LeBron ends up getting isolated on Curry, and Thompson can give him a little bit of trouble because Thompson's six seven. But with Curry and he's been picking up fouls, they need to find a way to play that high pick and roll, especially the small on small pick and roll. They haven't figured out a way to do that. I don't know if Golden State goes crazy. You, you might get hurt on the boards, but but do they try playing a little zone? Do they try saying, you know what, I'll live. With Steph Curry, I mean, with uh, sorry, with LeBron James and all of you guys shooting over the top, shooting threes over the top, right? Because they did that last series, uh, last year. They made them shoot over, and they couldn't shoot. So Kyrie's there, LeBron's there. Kevin Love might not play that many minutes. He only played 20 minutes. So other than that, you know, J.R. Smith, Iman Shumpert, those are streaky shooters. So I wouldn't be surprised if Steph, if um, uh, Steve Kerr tried a bunch of different lineups. Well, I definitely agree with you. I would say this. I, you know, Kerr might – they might need to not only put Azili to, like you said, bang with Tristan, but I think you've got to make Tristan come out on these pick and rolls. And, and, and you know, I know he's going to switch and go to Curry or Clay. But I think you got to make him play defense, and I think at home, Mo Spates is a guy that can score and give you 12 points off the bench. Varejao and Festus, you're not going to get any points, but at least Mo Spates, you know, he you know he missed a couple of shots in Cleveland. I think at home, Mo Spates can get you eight well, to 12. I, I was going to say know? I watched this game all the way through, and even in garbage time, you know that's why sometimes garbage time can help a man's confidence, and Mo Spates banged a couple threes. Pretty, He was looking pretty good. Yeah. So, no, yeah, he's, a, he, you know, he's a natural scorer, and so it's going to be one of those situations where, look, Mo, <laughs> we, we need you. You know, give us some buckets because, let's be honest, right, they've got to get some twos. They can't just rely on the threes because you know the, the Cavs, one, I feel like they have more than their confidence back. They've got their swag and they've got their aggression. 
Game seven, I believe there'll be no lapses. It's going to be full intense. Everybody's going out. So that means Clay and Steph, sometimes they'll be trapped or double teamed, but a lot of times those threes are going to be contested. So then you're going to need Livingston to hit the mid-range. You're going to need most space to hit the 12 to 15-footer. So, and like you said, Barbosa is going to have to be a key. This is going to be the ultimate chess match, but I asked this to Kevin, and I want to know what you think. I mean, is it time for Kerr to throw a flip switch? He said, no, 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 not all series, but maybe just to trick them a little. In game seven, do you frustrate LeBron and make the others beat you? And do you trap him and double-team him, Ray? It might be time to do it. Yeah. I, I, like I said, zone, potentially. And trapping, I, I, you know, because they can't play that small. Like I said, they can't play that small, small pick and roll. So LeBron's been killing them on that. Not only has he been getting mismatches, he's been penetrating. You don't have a rim protector back there, especially when you go Draymond Green at center. So, yeah, sure. I, I think... Steve Kerr is going to he's, – he's, he's one of those guys that sticks to his guns, but I think because Bull gets out, you can almost say everything is up for grabs, right, because the rotation is going to be different. So mm-hmm. I think Bogut being out, Igudala maybe not being able to give you all the minutes that you want, that means in some ways you get more creative. I mean, it, it's desperation time, but it also means you get more creative with your rotations. Yeah, you, you pretty much have to because – you know, right now, if you let this game start and Kyrie and LeBron, I mean, at half, what they have, 20 and 14 last game, you can't have them, you know, having, you know, 10 apiece in the first quarter and just be rolling. I think knowing LeBron, he's going to try to get Jr. and Kevin Love going in the first quarter a little bit. Now, I don't think they should start Love because I was watching that game and I'm texting you. That run that the the Warriors put it and brought it down to, what, eight or seven, a lot of that was when Kevin Tristan Thompson was resting, and I thought he rested too long. I was going crazy, right? And Kevin Love was getting killed defensively. And it was, the, you know, and you always hear about it, right? And you see it sometimes, but it was so glaring to me. And, it, and I'm watching and I'm telling my sons, and I'm like, Kevin Love cannot he won't be on this team next year, and he cannot play against the Warriors. He is so slow, shuffling his feet. It's it's almost you're like looking like is he in quicksand? You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. It was so glaring last night, you know. So I, I but I think you gotta if you're gonna play him, get him some touches, and he's got to be in the post hit some threes, and same with Jr. And I think LeBron will do that. I don't see LeBron scoring. He'll be aggressive, and I think he'll penetrate a little bit to see if he can get some fouls, but I think he's going to penetrate and dish more than penetrate and shoot the first six minutes of the first quarter for game seven. How, how do you see how he, how he comes out? What do you think? You know what? This is going to be game seven, so I actually think he's going to be aggressive. I think he's going to try and set the tone uh, he'll dish if he absolutely thinks his his teammates have a better shot. But I think there's no more, like, playing for the next game and getting everybody's confidence up and whatever. If LeBron can get these guys in foul trouble, if LeBron can set the tone, if they can go up 18 again, 22 again, I think he will. So I actually think you'll see a very aggressive LeBron James uh, finishing, doing his own thing, maybe getting a couple offensive fouls, 
So I think it's it's one of those things where LeBron is going to put it all on the line. And like I said, he, he's always unselfish. He but can't do 40 like, again, can he? You realize he's the only he's the third player to ever do that in the finals, back to back forties. It's him, Shaq, and Jordan. I mean Ray, that's rare air. <laughs> and Jerry West, right? I think Jerry West was up there. No, no, it's just three, just three, just those three: Shaq, Jordan, and LeBron. It's crazy. That's, uh, Forty plus. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's. But I just can't fathom. Like, do you, could he score forty again? I. I... He could, I but I, like I think he, Golden he could, State's going to force his hand. I think Golden State's going to force yeah. his hand. They're going to make him shoot. They're going to make him shoot contested shots. They're going to make him shoot jumpers. They're going to go back to the old school LeBron defense where it's like, okay, if, if you beat me hitting seven threes, then I'll lose. You know, I'll take that. But they're going to make him be a jump shooter. See, and I got to tell you, I feel like his confidence is so huge now. And the fact that he had that big game just there in Oakland, I think he's going to go to Oracle and he's going to be like, that That bucket and that rim and that net is so big. And I think the jumper will be on. I think he doesn't shoot maybe only but one or two threes the whole game. I think you're right. He's going to take it to the hole. And he'll be aggressive. I, I do think he's going to look to get – look, because I think at the end of the day, not knowing how they're going to play him, he'll test it and penetrate. Kyrie's got to get probably a little bit more than 23, what he had last night. You know, LeBron doesn't need 41, but I think Kyrie needs closer. If he doesn't get 30, he's got to get closer to the 26-plus. But I I do think, look, when you get 29 points from the combo of J.R. and Tristan, that's huge, and that's what they got last night. I don't know if he'll get that ever again from Tristan, right? He had the game of his life, but – you know, when you, you've got to get something from, and I like the fact they're bringing Mo Williams in instead of Dova Dova because Mo Williams is a veteran and he can score offensively. So to me, Jr. and Kevin Love. Now look, maybe Kevin Love is just a no-show again and you're rolling with RJ. And I even like what Dante Jones did, right? He was cutting around, he played aggressive, got the foul. So, well, it's that, right, that, about that time, man. Let's, 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 I'm going to let you take a stab at it, break it down first, give me the pick. You know, we gotta we got to give our U.S. Open picks and talk about Jake, Jake Arrieta, but let's close up the NBA Finals. Game 7, Father's Day. We're both at the tube watching it. Ray, what's going to happen? So, I think it will be a game of runs, and I don't think any team will be up 15 or 20, but I think, you know, you'll be up 8, 10, and then the other team will come back. So, I think it'll be a close game into the – about midway through the fourth quarter. And then I think what happens is ultimately Golden State is a better shooting team and they'll hit their baskets in the fourth quarter and Cleveland won't. And Cleveland will start to foul and then they'll pull away. So so what I'm saying is it'll be a close game and then maybe the final score will be a little bit distorted. So I think Golden State wins 102-94. And Steph Curry does his thing, Clay Thompson does his thing, and I think you get Leandro Barbosa is your key. I think he gives you 15 to 18, and you need another scorer. So whether it's Harrison Barnes or Festus Azili, somebody is going to surprise you with, you know, 8 to 10 points. Um, and I think that the Golden State Warriors win back-to-back championships, but by the skin of their skinny skin skin. 
and LeBron James wins MVP. Best player on the planet, best player in the series, and definitely even in the losing cause needs needs to win MVP. So you have 102-94. That's right. So this is the closest game. And and I think it'll be series. a very close game until a couple minutes and and then Cleveland will have to foul and Golden State's such a great free throw shooting team they'll they'll eventually pull away. But I think it'll be a close game throughout. A game of runs. Okay. So, you know, for me I had said early my mind and from the beginning of the season, I had Cleveland beating OKC to win the championship. But I said that my mind is going, my heart is going with the Cavaliers in six. And you and Oren were kind of jabbing at me or whatever. And I, and I said, you know, that was my pick. I stuck with it. But I said, but my, but my, but my mind says Warriors, Warriors in seven. And we're here, game seven. We got here kind of, you know, we're happy we got here. Got here in a weird way with the suspension, the game on, yada, yada, yada. But I think at the end of the day, I agree with you in terms of the Warriors are better shooters. And I think at home you get the bench players playing. I'm still wondering about Harrison, but my issue is Iguodala and Bogut. And what I've seen from Kyrie what I've seen from LeBron and Tristan Thompson is no short of just amazing. And I think history has come upon us, and I think LeBron James knows this is the game that he needed to get to, and this can change his legacy forever. Because if he wins this to go three and four instead of two and five. Much better than two and five, right? It is a huge game changer. So, even though I think Barbosa and Livingston play better, I'm not too sure about Barnes. I'm concerned about Iggy and Bogut. I think Tristan Thompson and Jr. do, you know, not 29, but 23 combined maybe. But I think also you're going to get a little bit more from Love and maybe a little bit more from RJ. I look for LeBron to give us 33, 10, and 10. And I think Kyrie drops about 29. And I think the Cleveland Cavaliers and the curse from 1964, Jim Brown and the Browns, and LeBron James, Akron's finest Northeast Ohio son, finally gets it done, and the Cleveland Cavaliers win the championship, Game 7, the first team to come back, force a Game 7, and win it, being down 3-1. And the Cavaliers win, Ray, on Father's Day, 104 to 99. And LeBron Happy Father's James. Day to LeBron. LeBron Hold on, we got a James. Okay. Let's see, let's see what the caller's got to say. Chime in about the NBA Finals. So, Cole, you're on the air with Ray and Tay. What's going on? What's going on, fellas? Hey. hey, what's up? I'm not much, man. This is Naj down in Atlanta, man. I'm hey, Naj, how you doing? We haven't heard from you in a while. What, you, what, you got some NBA on the on your mind? Oh, always, always, man, always. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I put it to y'all like this, man. If, if y'all remember uh, the great movie Pulp Fiction, uh, where you saw that little dialogue from Ding Rain talking about pride, 
And it's just one thing you don't you don't mess with all time greats. Like you can beat them, but don't push them into a corner. And what we saw was from Clay's comments in the presser to the crowd taking on the crybaby thing to them calling him a snitch. You pushed an all timer in a corner, and all he has now is his pride. And at that point, he might get rolling, and then you're in trouble. Same thing when Dwayne Wade and LeBron laughed at Dirk a few years ago. Same thing last round when Russell laughed at that. Step. Oh, Steph can guard. Do you think Steph can guard Russ? Russ laughed. What happened? All of a sudden, now Steph is re-energized. You don't hit an all-timer in the pride, and we just saw two back 41-point games. All of the rest of the stat stuff, the dude was dominant, even though he's not as explosive off the bounce as he used to be. He's more crafty. He's strong, and, and he was just playing with pride. All of a sudden, he could shoot again. Where'd that come from? So, yeah, man. I'm, I'm loving watching these finals, man. And, and I'm going to tell you something, too, to add on that pride factor. I think he was really close to getting to the point of accepting defeat of a better team and just saying, man, I might need to do some other things in the offseason. Then this whole thing with Draymond starts. And then all of the other nonsense starts. And it changed everything. Now, Cleveland right. is not a better team than Golden State. In order to win a game seven on the road, LeBron's going to have to be just as good or maybe even better. And he's going to have to have Kyrie step up as well and Tristan Thompson. Uh, I don't know if they can depend on Kevin Love for anything, but it's going to be really tough. And I'm excited to see this game because I think Clay Thompson uh, may go for 40. I, I, I think he's going to go nuts. Uh, in this game. We've seven, decided he's the best two guard in the league now because his defense is superior and he might be, you know, he's just, he's just underrated all around. I mean, let's just be honest. But, well, he is. He, he's just not flashy. That's why, because he goes by people. And if he gets too close to in the lane, he starts getting real weird as far as herky jerky stuff. But man, that shot coming off that screen or just Woo! pulling up in your face as soon as he catches it <laughs> to the point where, where other guys would get yanked for taking it. He's hitting it. So you're like, wait, wait, yeah. he can't shoot that. Coach, you letting him shoot? Yes, he can shoot that from out there with you in his face. It doesn't matter. So I'm loving this finals, man. This, this is the best we've had in a while. And just all of the storylines that go along with it, man. I'm loving it. And, and, so you, and you also, got Cleveland? So, so are you, if, if you had to put your – Give uh, us your score. What you got? Yeah, put your score out there. What do you got? I wouldn't take Cleveland unless I'm getting points, man. This is all <laughs> – well, listen, what's the spread? The spread, the spread is five points. The spread is five. I just took Cleveland plus five. I got 104.99. Give me Golden State, man. As much as I love what LeBron is doing, I, I think I this is like John Henry, man. It's the man against the machine. That team uh, is not good. Deladova is on the roster. Dante Jones is on the roster. Like, that is not a good basketball team. It's LeBron. That's very poignant. Kyrie and, uh, and a Kevin Love who's confident. If they started. lose this game seven, does he make sure Love is traded? Love has got to go. Okay. And do, do, do they try to get Melo? Who does he try to get to help him? Because Love can't play know. defense and LeBron needs somebody. I don't know because the asking price is going to be lower because I think Love is going to ask out before LeBron would even have to say a, say a thing. So I, I don't think you get back what you should for Kevin Love. So I, I don't know what you're going to get. But, he, yeah, I think he does have to go. I, he's not a good fit for this team. And he's really, to, to be all honest, he's not as good as we thought he was when he was in Minnesota where he was losing all those games and putting up numbers. 
That that's just that's true. true. Give me Ryan. All right, so give us give us the final score before we because we got we got to run. Give us the final oh, score. Okay, well, you, you got, got the Warriors. Got thing, yeah, Warriors. Warriors one ten. Cavs ninety nine. Wow. wow. Okay. Really nice, Gus. That's that's heavy, man. Well, listen, we don't know if you're a father. If you are, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to your dad. And just have a great weekend, man. Same to you, man. Yeah, we can. Yeah, try to call Monday. We're going to wrap it up on Monday. And we got the NBA draft preview. NBA draft as well. Uh, Most definitely. I got something else for y'all then, too. I'll I'll definitely bring that with me Monday, man. Y'all have a good show. (laughs) All right, great, great. We love your calls. Now, take care, man. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Wow, that's great. Haven't heard from Nas in a while, and he's always a great caller. And, you know, he brings it, brings the knowledge, everything down from Atlanta. Um, U.S. Open, you know, a lot of rain. They're finally, you know, first and second round getting it in. Um, you know me, I'm a Jason Day guy. But if I'm being honest, just for this tournament, even before, you know, it sort of came in, I was going to take this guy, and I'm going to stick with it, and he's doing really well. I'm going to take Dustin Johnson to win it, right? You know, um, you got Landry was in the lead, and now Dustin just tied him there, you know, minus four. But I I think this is Dustin's time. But, you know, these these U.S. Opens are always weird because the conditions are so difficult. It looks like Rory had, what, 77 in the first round. It looks like he's already out of it. Um, you know, Sergio's in the picture. So this is going to be a, a great, uh, you know, it should be a, a great U.S. Open. So we'll see, you know, how that happens and how that plays out. So you got Lee Westwood. I got Dustin Johnson. That should definitely be a, a nice thing to watch Sunday during the day leading into Game seven, so you you know you have your Father's Day time, spend it with your kids, your meals, whether you get the breakfast or you get this and that, maybe catch a little U.S. Open, and then you get uh, how how great is that Game seven, eight o'clock Eastern, and we we'd be remiss if we didn't forget to say you know um, props to ESPN and TNT for making that happen with Craig Sager Ray, I thought it was amazing to see him on the sidelines. And it's just, um, you know, he's going to be honored with the Jimmy V this year at the ESPYs. And, um, you know, you and I have been watching Craig Sager on TBS and TNT forever. So 30 years. He's been on it 34 years. And they've never had the rights to the finals. So good for ESPN and good for Disney and good for yeah. Turner Sports for making this happen. Yeah. And, you know, all the NBA players love him. So it's great to see him in his outrageously ridiculous uniform. You know, Craig Sager and Clyde Frazier should have a throwdown. Who has the most ridiculous outfit? Oh, they're, they're, they need to put a couple of their suits in the Hall of Fame, in the, in the, in the Basketball Hall of Fame, definitely. Because <laughs> the two of them are famous. Right, Clyde was famous for his, you know, great playing in the Hall of Famer. Clyde's now in the he's, 70s, though. Clyde's out no, 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 I don't, but 70s. you still got to love it. You still got to love both of them, man. The, the gear is outlandish. <laughs> you got to love it. And, you know, it was just great, the tributes to, to Craig. Real quick, the show's getting ready to end. You know, we got the Cubs and Pirates. We got some good series for Father's Day. And Jake Arrieta is in a place where, you know, he's 
I just heard one stat in his last, uh, what was it, 20, you know, I think 28 games. He's 26-2 and two with an ERA of one, three-something, and only Doc Gooden and Bob Gibson have, you know, that type of stats. I mean, so, you know, that's a type of rare error. And, I, and I, what's fascinating to me, and, we, you know, we've got to say a prayer is out to David Wright. We hope he can make it back. Maybe he can't. But the Pirates are fading. The Cardinals and the Marlins and the Dodgers are battling with the Mets for this wild card. And whoever thought that we would say the Marlins, you know, it's early still, but, Ray, yeah, the Marlins, they're in the mix. They can still do a June swoon. Uh, but, yeah, hold yeah. On. we'll talk more baseball during the week. I think we've got another caller here. I think Okay. Um, oh, I think O tried to get on the line, but uh, but we lost him. But, yeah, baseball okay. is definitely going to heat up starting next week and the week after the All-Star break. Um, one thing I will say, David Wright, you know, it, you hate to see injuries take down a guy, but I think add him to the Don Mattingly list of guys that maybe he wasn't as good as Mattingly in his prime. You know, we loved us some Don Mattingly, but basically he's done. When you start talking about people's back and then you start talking about people's yeah. neck in, in any a, sport – Mm, that's a wrap. Yeah, that's not that's not happening. And it's sad because he tasted the World Series, but he didn't get the W. That's that's you know, that's what's sad. I mean, but just going is is something. I mean, finally he got to taste it. You know, Mattingly didn't even get to didn't even get to the he only got to the first round, a wild card, right? That first round against the in '95 against Seattle when Griffey scores from first uh, base. Oh, that breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. But, yeah, so basically there's a lot of interesting stories. We're going to get into it. The thing about Arietta that stands out to me is you can point to the individual game where he turns it around. It was like – I forgot what it was, but it was – call it June 19th uh, when Joe Madden went to the mound and said something like, you know, you need to just pitch your game and find your groove and find your arm slot or whatever – and from that moment on, he's Bob Gibson. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing that you can point to one game, one moment in time that changed a man's career and, and his life. You know, they might win a World Series. They might turn around a curse. You think Cleveland in 1964 is bad. How about the Cubs in 1904? I know. That's the Billy Goat, baby. And by the way, the Indians only a half game, but they're in first place. And real quick, props to Ichiro, but it lets everybody just chill. It's amazing, and he'll get 3,000 hits in the in the majors and what he did in Japan, over 1,200 hits. But Pete Rose is the all-time hit king, 4,000, what, 256 hits, and nobody will break that ever. I don't think so. so. I agree with that. All right, well, happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there and to your father's fathers and to your father's father's fathers. Yep, and father-in-laws and, and just just every father. Father's so, to be. <laughs> yes. Enjoy it, and we will be back Monday with just really a basketball show. We'll update who won the U.S. Open, but we will break down Game 7, the championship, the MVP, and we will talk about the trades, the sleepers, and the first round of the NBA draft, which is coming up on Thursday. I'm excited. Ray's excited. And hopefully the Knicks can make some type of move. <laughs> All right. Enjoy the weekend. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Ray. And, happy um, Father's hey. Day to Ray. And happy Father's Day to Tay. And happy Father's Day to all of our listeners out there. 
Enjoy yes. the weekend. Enjoy the final. Be fun. Let's go, Kim.